You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Have you always wanted to hear the hockey stories told from the press box? For your premier source of hockey prospect news from across the AHL, NCAA, Canadian Hockey League, and international leagues, this is your all-access pass to The Press Zone, a hockey podcast packed with news, analysis, interviews, and entertainment featured on AHLReport.com. Your hosts, Amy Johnson and Rick Stevens, are experienced, credentialed hockey reporters, bringing you stories built from strong connections throughout the hockey community and from inside rinks all across North America. Welcome to The Press Zone. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Press Zone podcast right here on the AHL Report, part of Rocket Sports Media, of course, and we are a proud affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. So if you're a new listener, welcome to the show. We're here each and every Tuesday talking about Habs prospects, the Laval Rocket, and the AHL in general. And of course, if you've been a longtime listener for the five seasons that we've been doing this, going on six seasons now, uh, then we're glad that you're here with us gearing up for another great season of AHL and Laval Rocket Hockey. Uh, I am your host for the show. My name is Amy Johnson. uh, And normally this is the part of the show where I say, and joining me in the studio each and every week is my tremendous co-host, who is our editor-in-chief, our president, our founder, uh, Rick Stevens, doing things a little differently today. If you caught last week's show... You'll know that we had a special announcement last week that our dear friend and colleague and Rocket Sports contributor Patrick Williams, who Rick has, of course, affectionately dubbed the AHL guru. He knows he's he is your inside guy for all AHL uh, hockey knowledge and insight uh, that he will now be joining us every week for the AHL hot stove segment. Uh, last season, uh, Patrick came on with us to do a, a, a segment every other week of the the AHL hot stove. Well, it's been so popular and we love talking to Patrick so much here on the show that he is going to be joining us each and every week on the show. And we're shaking things up a little bit. Rick is going to still be here and and joining us here on the press zone, uh, sometimes here with me in the first segment, uh, sometimes for the entire show. Uh, And sometimes, like today, he's going to come in and join us in the studio uh, when Patrick comes in for the AHL Hot Stove in our second segment. So for our first segment today, where we're just going to get you caught up on all of the latest Habs prospects news, Laval Rocket news, uh, I'm flying solo today. So it's just uh, me and you, and we're going to talk a little bit. So that's what we're going to do in the first segment. I want to get you caught up on the things that are happening with the Laval Rocket now that Montreal. Canadians training camp is is more than halfway done. Uh, we can start to focus a bit on what's happening in the AHL for Laval. Uh, and then in our second segment, both Rick and Patrick are, are going to join me here in the studio. And we are going to talk about uh, some 
some things that some rumblings of, of some things going on perhaps in the Canadian's front office that maybe you haven't uh, been aware of because no official announcements have been made. Uh, And also talk about uh, what's happening in the AHL in general with a lot of AHL training camps getting underway uh, this week. So it is, uh, it's an exciting show. It's, it's going to be a really fun format, uh, coming up this season because each week really is going to be a little bit different with different voices every week. Um, and, and, uh, lots of great content and information. So I'm glad that you're here. We're all glad that you're here and, uh, let's get started. Uh, it's October. Can you believe it? It's it's really hard to believe that it is October, but that means since it is October, it means that um, AHL training camps have begun and the Laval Rocket is no difference. We know, different. We know uh, from when he appeared here on the show with us a couple of weeks ago in an exclusive interview, Laval Rocket head coach Jean-Francois Uhl had mentioned to us that he and his coaching staff would be on hand with the Montreal Canadiens for the beginning of their training camp to assist with training camp. I mean, they did invite like 75 guys to training camp. That's a lot of players for for a, a single coaching staff to handle. So um, J.F. Uhl and his staff sticking around for that first week and a half or so of, of Habs training camp to help out there. But also, and perhaps more importantly, he mentioned that that would also be the time for he and his staff to really begin their evaluations and watch the guys who would most likely be joining them in Laval for training camp and kind of get an early look and and able to kind of assess where those players are at before Laval training camp even starts. Uh, And so this past Sunday uh, was the first day of the Laval Rocket training camp, uh, starting with medicals on on Sunday, which I was speaking with uh, Rick Stevens about this. And and he said to me, why do they need? He said, is this a is this a rhetorical question? But why do they need medicals again? Because everybody who was on just about everybody, I believe, who was on the Laval Rocket training camp roster was present for Montreal Canadiens training camp where they had medicals there as well. Did that much change in a week and a half? I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, the Laval Rockets started their training camp on Monday, uh, excuse me, on Sunday with medicals. Their first on-ice session took place on Monday, October 3rd. Now, keep in mind, um, they obviously, unlike the Canadians, where they get to start with an overabundance of players uh, to begin their training camp and have to cut down, it's the exact opposite in the AHL. They start with a very limited roster and eventually keep adding to it as the week goes on because they're waiting for each round of cuts to come from the NHL club. So, on their first day of training camp on Monday, uh, no, they certainly did not have lines that are going to look anything like they're going to look like in a week. Um, for uh, for that first day of camp, uh, and until more cuts are made from the Canadians, because the Canadians did not make cuts on Monday night after their loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs. So to start camp, the Rocket is looking at forwards Peter Abandonado, Anthony Beauregard, Gabriel Bork, Connor Chalk, Lucas Condotta, Pierre-Luc Dubay, Ryan Francis, Nicholas Gay, Cameron Hillis, Danik Martel, Cedric Montminy, Jan Mishak, James Phelan, 
Emile Poirier, Brennan Saulnier, Nate Schnarr, who did clear waivers. Nate Schnarr was the first guy to go on waivers uh, to come down to assignment in Laval, but he did clear waivers on Monday. Uh, Brett Stapley and Joel Teasdale. On the back end, the Rockets starting training camp with Alex Breton, Philippe Bureau-Blay, Santino Santorame, Tori Dello, Gianni Fairbrother, Olivier Gallipo, Alex Green, Bradley Johnson, John Parker Jones, Miguel Tourney, and William Trudeau. And then at goaltender, Zachary Boutillier, Philippe Derosier, Thomas Seguin, Seguin, and Joe Verbetic. Whew. That's a lengthy list. Now keep in mind, there are still a lot of guys that need to come down from the NHL. And you'll notice that that lineup, that I, that, that roster that I just read off, there are, yes, there are names that you recognize, but there's a lot of names that you don't. Uh, and that's because there were a lot of free agency exits this year. Um, there were a lot of guys who did not get re-signed uh, because, and, and part of, a big part of that is because um, the, the organization absolutely knew the enormous slate of prospects that was going to be heading their way uh, for, for this coming season. Um, you know, you saw that uh, Louis Belpedio is now elsewhere. Matthew Perot has retired. Um, Toby Paquette Bisson is with uh, the LA Kings. Sammy Niku went back to play in the Liga. Uh, JC Bonan is playing in Europe as well. Uh, Jean-Sebastian D is with Arizona now. Alexander Fortan is with Hershey. Cedric Paquette went over uh, to play in the KHL. Uh, Devontae Smith-Pelly, I don't believe, has signed anywhere yet. Kevin Waugh still still uh, kind of out there as a free agent as well. So there's a lot of guys who did not come back. Um, and so don't, don't fear. Uh, that was a necessity because we're so excited about how many prospects are going to be uh, available this year for, for J.F. Uhl and his staff. But there are a lot of guys still hanging out uh, in Montreal Canadiens training camp who need to be who need to be cut and will be coming down. Uh, so there will be a lot more uh, on the way. So that's what J.F. Wool had to work with uh, on the first day, you know, just kind of uh, getting getting their legs under them. They do have, uh, you know, kind of a limited time because unlike Montreal, Laval's preseason starts pretty soon after training camp starts. They play just two, unlike the eight preseason games that the Montreal Canadiens are playing. The Laval Rocket are playing just two preseason games. Uh, they are back-to-back. -back. They are both... Um, they are they're traveling to uh, Lev uh like excuse me they're traveling to Belleville on Saturday the 8th but when they're in Belleville they are not playing against Belleville they're playing Toronto um Toronto's kind of the meeting point Toronto is going to be in town to play the Belleville Senators I believe on Friday night then Toronto will simply stay there uh, and and Laval will arrive and play Toronto at CAA Arena, and then on uh, that's an afternoon game at three o'clock on Saturday, and then they play Belleville uh, on Sunday at three o'clock. So two preseason games, one against the Toronto Marlies, one against the Belleville Senators. 
we've seen so far that the Montreal Canadiens have not been able to muster a win, and they have played both of those NHL parent clubs, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Ottawa Senators. So we'll see if Laval has any has any luck uh, more than than the Canadians have had so far. The one thing that I will say and make this and and maybe this will be a, a, a clipped quote that I will have to replay many times throughout this season. Uh, Laval Rocket fans were treated to an exceptionally fun season in 2021-22 with the Rocket really um, looking strong at times, struggling at times, but just marching their way right into the playoffs and then taking the playoff run all the way through to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Final. They were just one game away from making it to the Calder Cup final series uh, before they were eliminated by the Springfield Thunderbirds. It was an exceptionally exciting postseason uh, for Laval Rocket fans. Plas Bell was packed. They were blowing the roof off in that place uh, each and every night for those games. And it's a great thing for the AHL and for the Laval Rocket, for, for fans to understand what high-quality intense competitive hockey is played at the AHL level, uh, the development league for the NHL. However, that's the key phrase. It is the development league for the NHL. And while what happened last season was very fun, um, expectations for this season, definitely you need to kind of take with a grain of salt. Just as you kind of know for the NHL side of things that the Montreal Canadiens Uh, I don't think fans have a ton of expectations for them uh, this season because they know it's a rebuild. They know focus is going to be on development. They know that it's likely that the Canadians won't make the playoffs and all of that is okay, you know, because they know that they're building towards something hopefully and potentially great maybe a couple years down the road. For Laval, um, in AHL terms, they had a relatively stable stable roster last year. There weren't a ton of back-and-forth call-ups and injuries and send-downs and so forth. Um, that's going to change this year. Uh, there are a lot more prospects on the roster this year. Those prospects are going to need to get ice time. They're going to need to be given enough uh, room to make mistakes and learn from those mistakes even if it means not necessarily coming up with a win every night, but those prospects need to learn and develop so that they can transition and get up to the NHL uh, sooner rather than later. Uh, Kent Hughes uh, has already said that he's anticipating, uh, and JF will confirm this to us when he talked to us a couple weeks ago, that they're anticipating a lot of rotation of prospects back and forth between Laval and Montreal so that they can continue to evaluate prospects uh, progress throughout the year. So, you know, last year, JF Wool had a pretty, pretty standard defense core that didn't change a whole lot throughout the year. That's going to be the complete opposite thing this year. Uh, so while last year was very exciting and it's very possible that this team under, under the leadership of JF Wool and his assistant coaches could have a, a successful winning type of season, But also, I think that fans just need to understand that there's also a very good chance that this could be a mediocre season in terms of the standings and the win record. But if that is what happens for the sake of development, 
faster development and better development of the prospects that are in the stable in Laval and that, that those prospects can then go on next season and perhaps inch the Montreal Canadiens closer to, to being a contender again, then that's a win of a different kind, but I think a more important win. So it's going to be really fascinating to watch. Can't wait for preseason games to get started this coming weekend. Of course, we'll have all of the, we always have game, full game coverage for you at ahlreport.com, both myself and Chris G bringing you those game recaps uh, immediately after the game uh, for every single Laval Rocket game home and away. And it's going to be, uh, it's just going to be a lot of fun to watch. Their regular season opens at home against Belleville next Friday, October 14th. And we're off and running. So it's going to be a ton of fun. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, the one, th- the other thing I just want to mention uh, before we take a quick break here and invite Rick and Patrick into the studio uh, was some breaking news that took place this morning uh, regarding a different Habs prospect, one who has been, uh, as I said to my teammates this morning, kind of the shining star and the bright spot of training camp this season, and that's Owen Beck, uh, forward Owen Beck, uh, who will likely go back to the OHL to play with Mississauga and the Steelheads again uh, this year, uh, the 18 year old put up 51 points with Mississauga last year uh absolutely killing it in the face-off dot um and uh in fact I had an exclusive one-on-one interview with Owen Beck during the Canadians rookie camp just two weeks ago uh if you missed that episode be sure to check out uh the Canadians connection from a couple of weeks ago the Canadians connection podcast can be found at canadiansconnection.fm uh and you can hear that full exclusive interview with Owen Beck uh it was a it was a great conversation uh lots of information from that young man well he has been really impressing folks, uh, I think management coaches and fans alike, uh, at training camp. And the Canadians signed him to his three-year entry-level contract today, uh, which will run through 2024-25. So it is expected that Owen Beck will go back to the OHL and just uh, compound and and expand the success that he had there last year. Uh, it's a He's a very exciting prospect and definitely... Uh, a, a tremendous draft pick. Remember, he went 33rd overall. He was the first selection of the second round. Uh, and frankly, from what we've seen from him so far, he would have been deserving of probably a first round selection, uh, but glad that the, the Canadians were able to snap him up at 33. So congratulations to Owen Beck signing his ELC, his three-year ELC this morning. Uh, and now we'll just wait to see what further cuts are going to take place. Lots of uh, lots of questions to be answered about what the Canadians' final roster is going to look like this week as they, as they whittle their way down through the remainder of their preseason. And then that means next week when we're back here at the Press Zone, we will have a very good idea of what the Lavelle Rocket roster is going to look like. Can't wait to dive into that. Uh, All right, we are going to take a quick break. Uh, There is a brand new NHL uh, offer from our sponsors over at DraftKings. So you want to be sure to check out that. And on the other side of it, Rick Stevens. Patrick Williams joining me here in the studio for this week's edition of the AHL Hot Stove. You do not want to miss it. Stay with us. You're listening to the Press Zone podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Hockey fans, it's finally time to hit the ice again. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, 
you're in for the season of a lifetime. New customers can bet $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets if they win. Now, you know, we cover the Habs here. Uh, but, you know, for me personally, I'm a fan of hockey in general. So I love to use DraftKings Sportsbook, uh, you know, to set up uh, kind of some my my favorite picks for, for opening weekend and see if we could get some same gate parlays going on. In fact, if it's not enough excitement for you to bet that $5 on any team and get $200 in free bets, you can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same game parlays. That's what I like to do. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and, and lots more options for your shot at an even bigger payout. Now, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. I use it. It's so much fun. Uh, and I don't make big bets. I bet like 25 cents at a time. Like it's it, it's very reasonable. And you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game and get $200 in free bets if they do. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to the Press Zone Podcast right here on Rocket Sports Radio, AHLReport.com, part of Rocket Sports Media and an affiliate of the Hockey Podcast Network. Once again, glad that you're back with us. I'm your host, Amy Johnson. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Flyers Rule, uh, but also, more importantly... Make sure, particularly since uh, the AHL season is really about to get underway this weekend, uh, make sure you're following the AHL Report on Twitter. You can find us at the AHL Report. And that is where not only, you know, bookmark AHLReport.com because you're going to want to make sure that you check our comprehensive game recap after every Laval Rocket game. But during the game, maybe you're off somewhere live in your life. Maybe uh, a Laval Rocket game is happening at the same time a Habs game is going on or a football game or something else you want to be watching, but you still want to keep an eye on what the Rocket are doing. Well, by following at the AHL report, uh, that is where we also live tweet at what's going on in every Laval Rocket game so that uh, you don't have to necessarily sit and watch it. If you're not able to, you can follow along with our coverage and know exactly what's going on with the Habs prospects. So check us out there. Follow at the AHL report. Uh, and uh, we look forward to uh, getting those live game tweets started this uh, this weekend with the Laval Rocket preseason. All right. Well, I promised that in this segment, the gentleman would be coming back into the studio to join me uh, for the AHL hot stove segment. And they are here. Rick Stevens, Patrick Williams. Welcome to the show, gents. Great to have you here. Glad to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so it's, it's a different kind of introduction. It is. Do you still do angels still appear when Rick also enters the studio with Patrick? No, the angels are just for Patrick. Just for Patrick. I, no, okay. I can't. Okay. I can't live That's up good. To the angels. No. That's good. That's good. That's good. Um, 
it's been uh, it's been a busy week already. Uh, hard to believe that um, training camps are underway for the AHL as well. Now that uh, the NHL training camps are kind of moving along, and I guess I guess we'll kind of we'll kind of start there, um, Patrick. It's it's. Training camps for all of the AHL teams are are well underway, despite the fact that, um, as I as I kind of explained in the first segment of the show, it's it's kind of the opposite for for AHL training camps, right? You know, the the NHL training camps start with a, a mega gigantic roster and they whittle it down, whereas the AHL rosters kind of start uh, small and with a lot of ECHL guys and then eventually grow into into whoever gets cut from the NHL teams. But but training camps are well underway and and preseason games are going to start happening this week, right? Yeah, so camps uh, for a few teams began this past weekend. I know Coachella Valley was one. Uh, they're actually based in Seattle for the first couple months while they wait the construction of their building. And then pretty much everybody uh, in full swing uh, this past Monday. And that's a great point you make about the difference between NHL and AHL camp is, is that do start off. I mean, sometimes you don't even have a sufficient number of players to, to do a scrimmage or anything like that. So um, it's very piecemeal. It's kind of guys, you know, who are coming down. You have to, some cases have to wait guys to come through waivers. Um, it's not as much of a thing now because the, the affiliates are closer, but it used to be um, there was a lag time for guys to, you know, let's say in LA and you had to get to Manchester, New Hampshire, there was that lag time, um, you know, guys kind of made their way from, you know, one side of the country to the other. So, um, that, that's mostly no longer an issue, but, uh, yeah, there's a lot of the office logistics stuff. Guys have to find a place to live, uh, find their way around town, all that. So, um, it, it's, it's kind of a, a chaotic time for, for, for an AHL team. And then, like you said, they go right into preseason games uh, Wednesday morning, 10.30 p.m. or a.m. Um, in Wilkes-Barre. And, and how many of you are off. setting your alarms for that? Kicking off against the Hershey <laughs> Bears. So uh, it'll be a very uh, kind of, uh, you know, patchwork roster for both teams. And uh, generally you won't see your, your – a lot like the NHL, but there's no regulation in terms of, uh, you know, the NHL you have to play X number of guys with – experience there's none of that in the AHL it's pretty much play who you want so that's the main the main difference um, kind of how things are structured you mentioned uh, Seattle and Coachella Valley and and it's really tough for these AHL coaches to plan on who they're going to have um, uh, who they're going to have at camp and who they're going to pencil into their opening night roster we saw um, you know some of these players as you said have to go through waivers uh, before they uh, get to their AHL team, and it was Magnus Helberg um, that was placed on waivers by Seattle, claimed by uh, the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Senators goaltender Cal, uh, Cam Talbot out five to seven weeks, and and so that's going to be that that waiver process, the NHL waiver process, is going to impact some of these AHL uh, projected lineups. Exactly. So you're Seattle. You went out this summer kind of got your goaltending squared away. You're bringing in Helberg. He's going to play along your prospect, uh, Joey Decord. That was, I mean, that's an excellent one-two tandem. Mm-hmm. Um, you have everything squared away. You think you're in good shape. And then an, an injury with the Ottawa Senators, of all things, throws that into 
kind of a lot of disarray. So, you know, people will kind of roll their eyes and say, oh, Magnus Hulbert. But, you know, that's was probably going to be your your guy to be that number three, which is a crucial spot in any NHL team system. That's the guy who gets a ton of starts in the American League, and you bring him up. Inevitably, when there's an injury for one of your NHL goalies. So um, they lost that. I mean, fortunately for them, they do have Joey Decord, but that, that's a tough loss for a team that early to, uh, you know, have somebody that you went out, you did your homework on, you got the deal done, and now the season hasn't even started and you lost them. And now, I mean, possibly maybe down the road you claim them back. Uh, that has happened as well. Uh, <laughs> Eric Comrie's kind of a you know, classic example of that with the Jets. Um, he, he was all over the place and he kept coming back to Winnipeg. <laughs> um, so, um, but yeah, no, it, 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 roster construction for American Hockey League team, any GM, assistant GM that you, you speak with, it's a, it's a very stressful job because there's just so much that you, you don't control and all your work and it still can kind of blow up in your face and then you're you're left scrambling late in the season or late in the preseason I should say um in addition to of course AHL training camps already getting underway uh junior hockey teams have been have been well underway for for a little mm-hmm. bit getting getting their preseason uh and 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 starting to to inch towards regular season and so forth um, Rick, one of the um, and, and we and we've already seen uh, plenty of junior players getting sent back to their junior clubs um, from NHL training camps. And Rick, one of the ones from the Canadians training camp uh, who was who was sent to his junior club was goaltender uh, Riley Mercer, who actually in the rookie tournament uh, in Buffalo was actually of the three games they played. Riley Mercer probably had um, all three goaltenders not exactly. Uh, lights out in that tournament, but Riley Mercer probably showed uh, at least the most poise out of out of the guys who who performed. Uh, but he's already making uh, making some strides already after being cut from training camp. Well, Riley Mercer, an undrafted, re- received an invitation um, to the the Canadians rookie camp, and as you said, he looked pretty good in that Buffalo tournament. Um, he he attended the the Canadians main camp. Uh, and then was one of the early cuts um, headed back to uh, his team in Drummondville uh, in the queue. And uh, the queue just put out their, uh, their their stars of the week. They call it the team of the week. So they pick a, a player from each position. And lo and behold, after two games, Riley Mercer is the QMJHL uh, goaltender of the week and uh, won both of the, the starts. Um, uh, goals against 1.50, uh, save percentage of 957. Uh, he was, uh, he was fired up after he came back from the, the Canadians, uh, training camp and, and, uh, is doing great things for Drummondville this past week. Well, that is, uh, is good to hear. It's, it's one of those things, you know, that kind of flies under the radar and, and you realize, you know, guys, guys get cut from camp and things are still really, you know, up in the air as far as, the Canadians roster and so forth, all NHL rosters and, and eyes are on that. And, and it's easy to forget that once those junior players have been cut, that they're, they're right into, to doing what they're meant to do, what they were cut for and, and go and, and go and work on your game. And so it's, it's good to hear, uh, you know, little bits and pieces about that, even this early in the season, uh, kind of making an impact right away. 
One of the other things that isn't always, um, you know, you expect big news to have press releases accompanying it and, and things to come out when there's a, a major kind of thing to, to talk about. Uh, that doesn't always happen. And sometimes we've noticed uh, with the Canadians' new front office management that sometimes they tend to slip things uh, kind of under the radar in some of their press. I mean, Kent Hughes completely unsolicited dropped the Carey Price news uh, in a in an interview earlier in the summer uh, without even being asked about Carey Price. We've seen a number of times where things have kind of been announced uh, in an unheralded kind of way. And Rick, you were uh, listening to Jeff Gorton do an interview uh, on Chris Nyland's podcast uh, earlier last uh, last week or yeah last week um and uh, kind of i think really flew under the radar some potentially uh major news that jeff gordon kind of just kind of like an easter egg just kind of dropped in there waiting to see if anybody would notice <laughs> kind of curious how it all unfolded uh jeff gordon is is been known to be very transparent we remember the letter that he wrote to fans in uh, when he was with the New York Rangers uh, and with him uh, in New York um, was a, a, a very experienced hockey man, Gordy Clark, uh, 35 years of, of uh, experience in hockey operations. He's, he's um, mostly been in with the Bruins, with uh, the Islanders and with the Rangers. And his, not, not lockstep, but his... his uh, his stops have have kind of been at the same time of Jeff Gordon. And Jeff Gordon said, uh, you know, truth be told, Gordy Clark's been my mentor all the way along and um, said, you know what? He's going to be joining us. He's going to be joining the Canadians. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't learn his role. Uh, we didn't we don't know when uh, there's been no announcement about it. Uh, but Jeff Gordon was was fairly definitive that this experienced hockey man um, somebody who uh, has been with the the Rangers uh, most recently, as of as of last year, is going to be joining the Montreal Canadiens, and and uh, we thought it should be with a, a you know given all of the the inexperienced people they brought aboard, uh, a Gordy Clark, a guy with uh, a ton of experience, uh, and depending on on what role he takes on, could be very influential. Um, this is kind of big news, but we're still waiting for the uh, official confirmation of it. So, Patrick, can uh, you know, Gordy Clark is not necessarily a, a household name for Habs fans. Uh, certainly, with the Rangers organization, uh, there's there's a connection there with Jeff Gordon. Can you give us a little bit of just you know why why a Gordy Clark hiring would be something that that Habs fans should get excited about, or 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 at least the 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 positives and, and a little bit about just who, who Gordy Clark is. Yeah. Uh, hockey, hockey man is probably the best way to describe him. I mean, he's been in the game for you know better part of 50 years. He's 70 years old now. So, so I do think he's more in that. Um, he's definitely trying to scale things down. I think in his, in his own life, uh, um, who he is, he's, he's, he's the guy that ran the New York Rangers draft for years, years. Mm-hmm. And, and the Rangers, they had some. They definitely had some misses, uh, but they also had some big, big home runs uh, while he was running. Chris Kreider, um, J.T. Miller uh, was one. Brady Shea, um, uh, Pavel Buchnevich was a third round pick. Nice find. Uh, so, um, Igor Shostakin was a fourth round pick. Uh, 
so you can kind of see what um, what the attraction uh, is there, and you know, obviously Gordy Clark's not going to have uh, that that degree, that same degree of a role now um, at this stage, but uh, certainly a good guy at the very least to bounce ideas off of, um, you know, get his insight on on how things are going, and um, you know, if if you are maybe kind of between two decisions and uh, you, you want to have a, an experienced hand there you could certainly do worse than Gordy Clark uh, you know he's he's one of those guys I say you know he's forgotten more hockey than Oliver Knowles so um, <laughs> he's uh, he's really good that way and, and you know the Rangers um, they they had their they've had their ups and downs in terms of draft and, and, and cer- certainly on the development side I think more so um, but uh, over the years I think Gordy Clark's you know, his 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 history speaks very well uh, for what he can bring, and uh, you know, certainly it's, I think it's good to have an experienced hand there. Especially this has been a, the, the past year or so been a lot of change all at once for the Canadians, and um, having somebody there I think that can you know, s- settle things down a little bit. Um, I think is a, is a good way to go. And like you said, him and Jeff Gordon go way back and. Some people would call it, you know, uh, you know, old boys network. You also might, you know, if you want to put a different spin on it, you'd say it's somebody you know and you trust, and you mm-hmm. know, there's a lot to be said for that, right? So, um, you know, in this business, that's not always a given, right? I mean, somebody that you you don't have to necessarily look over your shoulder, you know, is this guy trying to take my job or or, or whatever? Um, it, it's good to have that kind of. Uh, guidance and, and you know kind of almost like a director of player personnel emeritus or you know uh scout emeritus uh you know he, I, he got kind of pushed out there in new york with the rangers when chris jury came in but uh you know you look at his record for 30 something years you know just on the hockey development side and the draft side it's pretty good so, Rick, now we just have to kind of wait to see if an official announcement gets made or, you know, potentially an announcement never gets made and maybe he just comes on and kind of as an, an, an advisory role or or something something to that nature. Um, you know, as as we were talking before the show and you even said, you know, we, we never we never talk rumors on any of our podcasts, but this was straight out of Jeff Gordon's mouth himself. Um, so, so now it's just kind of a, let's wait and see what, what actually unfolds. Well, I, I guess so. And, and um, we've seen this uh, a handful of times uh, over the, the off season with the Canadians that their official announcements, that their press releases have been delayed for whatever reason. And, um, you know, in July, we, we found out from reliable people that um, within the Canadians organization that L.B. O'Connell had been um, added to the, the scouting staff along with Billy Ryan. Uh, we reported that. And uh, there has been, to, to date, there has been no official announcement on um, L.B. O'Connell or Billy Ryan. Neither has there been one on Scott Pel- uh, Pellerin. We reported that uh, in the offseason as well. Um, and uh, Scott Pellerin showed up at a press conference with Adam Nicholas uh, and was there uh, in an official capacity without having been, um, you know, put on the website with uh, without a, a press release. So 
Uh, it's curious how these things are happening. Uh, we know they're happening, um, and I guess we'll just have to wait to see. We'll be on, um, you know, press release watch to see when the, the communication catches up with the appointments. Well, speaking of press release watch, this is the AHL hot stove, and we have a hot item right off the press release wire. The Montreal Canadiens have made seven additional cuts off of their roster. All seven will uh, report to the Laval Rocket. Uh, released from Canadians training camp, Kevin Polan and Xavier Simino, they will go right to Laval training camp. Uh, placed on waivers by the Canadians, Alex Belzeal, Anthony Richard, and Mitchell Stevens. So all three of those likely will clear waivers uh, and report to Laval Rocket training namesake camp. Namesake there, Mitchell Stevens. <laughs> your, your namesake, that's right. Um, and under NHL contract, the getting cut and being loaned to the Laval Rocket, Matthias Norlander, and here's the key one, Philip Meshar. Uh, there was a big uh, Patrick and Rick with it. That's one to talk about. You know, Philip Meshar was expected to be sent to uh, to the CHL. Um, didn't there wasn't a likelihood that he would start with the NHL, start in the NHL, but it was more likely that he was going to go to the CHL. Looks like he is going to the Laval Rocket, uh, and so that's going to create a little bit of buzz at the AHL level. Well, we heard that Philippe Machar um, had let it be known uh, that he wasn't interested in going in playing junior hockey. I mean, the Kitchener Rangers, who hold his OHL rights, um, are an excellent organization and would have been uh, a fine place for him to um, to 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 play in North America for the first uh, time this year. But uh, he, for whatever reason, thought that wasn't. Uh, necessarily commensurate with it, with his abilities. So um, it looks like the the Canadians have have acquiesced to that and uh, are sending him to the Rocket. Patrick, that's going to make for some uh, <laughs> for some little bit of excitement to 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 start things uh, for this week in Laval. Yeah, and this is becoming more of a trend with with the high end European prospects because it is a little bit of a loophole you can get around. They're not required to go back to the CHL before, you know, the rule that applies, you know, for anyone under the age of 20 uh, for North Americans, for the most part, you can get around. So, um, you know, we saw Philip Hedel, for example, a few years ago in Hartford. Phillips Zadino was another one on uh, Grand Rapids. Uh, he was six overall pick, more decider, same thing. So um, if you want to get him higher end experience without having to actually commit to having it on the NHL roster. The HL is the perfect place. It's a huge jump from the, from the CHL, obviously, and um, you know, it's, it's a good test for a lot of young guys. It does, I, I will say, does put a lot of, I think, extra, I don't want to say strain is probably not the exact right word, but um, the coaching staff has to be that much more on their game because mm -hmm. uh, you have a high-end prospect who's only 18 years old. Um, it's a lot to take in. Uh, you're moving over from the... Uh, Slovak league. I mean, that's, that's a big adjustment, obviously. So, um, it, it's, it's something to keep an eye on for sure. But, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those moves where it doesn't work out. And obviously this is Montreal and any move you make will get scrutinized. <laughs> you could send him back at some point to Kitchener if you had to, right? Like if that's he goes right. to the AHL and he's clearly overmatched, you can make that move where you like, you know, you can't make that move in reverse. So this is a, this is a good compromise move, I think, for all 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 parties involved, and uh, 
see what you have. I mean, the AHL is obviously, it's, it's a great test. And um, I think what you want to avoid is having a player go down to the CHL, um, clearly be too good for that league, maybe pick up some, some bad habits. Um, and, and I've had coaches point out uh, who have coached both at the AHL and the CHL level that at that level, those, those top-end players don't necessarily get the coach's attention that much in terms of instruction because he has 18 other guys that need much more instruction than, you know, the top player. So um, he'll get plenty of instruction though with Laval. I think that will ultimately this will be a good move for him. Uh, And just to add to that, um, it would be with an organization that the Canadians have no influence over um, when you're talking about instruction. So, um, probably one of the other reasons. Um, as far as the three players, Alex Belzeal, Anthony Richard, and Mitchell Stevens, uh, having to pass through waivers, and we won't find out till tomorrow. Any, any wagers from either of you on um, on on any of those three players being claimed? I think they'll all clear. But but Patrick, what do you think? Uh, I think they'll clear. I mean, this is a time. This is the time of the year when generally you only pick someone off waivers if you have a specific need, like like right. Ottawa with Helberg. Um, mm-hmm. You're still trying to sort out your own roster, and you know when you look at the players that that pass through at the AHL level, uh, you know like I just talked about Potter Alsti, he passed. So I certainly think any of the three players um, in that on their way to Laval should pass. Uh, I can't imagine there'd be many difficulties there. Well, look at that. Breaking news and excitement right at the end of the AHL Hot Stove segment. Uh, wouldn't have it any other way, any other way. and it was great the, that we were able to discuss that hot off the presses. So, uh, gentlemen, thank you so much. It's been a tremendous uh, edition of the AHL Hot Stove. And, again, I'm so excited that we're going to have a hot stove every week. So I don't even have to say see you, Patrick, in two weeks. We'll see you next week. Yes, we will. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thank you once again, both to Rick Stevens and Patrick Williams for uh, that excellent AHL hot stove segment. It's so fun. The three of us really have a have a great time chatting with one another, talking hockey, talking AHL, uh, and both of those gentlemen are just such a wealth of knowledge. Uh, it's just very fun to get them all in a room together uh, and talk about the AHL, and uh, very excited that we get to have that segment Uh that Patrick Williams is going to join us every week here on the press zone this year. Uh, it's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun and you can bet that we're probably also going to have some, some interviews uh, thrown in there as well. Uh, Patrick and Rick joining us for those. And, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. So thanks to those guys. Thank you for being here with us this week. It's an exciting week as the AHL season is really about to start to get underway. Uh, if you haven't done so yet, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Just hit that subscribe button. The best way to help us out right now, of course, is not only hitting subscribe, but also hitting the share button and just share this podcast on your favorite social media platform. Uh, Now is the time we want to be inviting as many new listeners to the podcast and program as we can so that they're on board right from day one of the season, uh, bringing you content and interviews and information that you probably aren't going to hear in other places. And uh, we're, we're proud to be able to do that. Of course, also make sure that you're subscribed to the Canadians Connection podcast. Rick uh, hosts that every Saturday at allhabs.net along with his wonderful co-host Michael Spinella. Uh, So be sure to check that out. And speaking of allhabs.net, 
back in the groove already, Rick Stevens is with the Montreal Canadiens game recaps. Uh, as soon as the regular season starts, he'll be uh, also doing the game previews, the game day previews each day prior to a Habs game. Uh, of course, usually helped out uh, by our our own Sam Gerber and Cole Uzenic. Uh, and so those guys will be will be busy soon getting the game previews. Uh, Rick always bringing you the game recaps, bringing you Habs headlines. Chris G has his weekly Habs notepad article there. Uh, we've got a couple of new uh, terrific allhabs.net writers who are already churning out some really fun feature stories. Uh, we have Gustav has, has a couple of stories out. Adam uh, is already working on his first article as well, which I've heard is going to be really fun. And if you are not already a member of our All Habs Facebook fan page, go over and join us over there, facebook.com slash allhabs. We have a new team member uh, who's helping us out uh, in our Facebook community and chatting with lots of our fans and followers over there. His name is Nathan. Look out for him. Uh, doing a great job in our Facebook community, which has tens of thousands of people joined on that fan page. And the conversations are always fun and uh, pretty dynamic, uh, here and there. Uh, and also, one last thing, every Thursday I host Habs Hockey Report on the All Habs Hockey Magazine YouTube channel. Want to make sure that you are subscribed there as well because I do have plans for more exclusive interview content over there as well. So check that out at youtube.com slash allhabs. That show comes out every Thursday. And uh, we are just, all of us here at Rocket Sports, very excited to get the 2022-23 season started. It's the beginning of the rebuild, everyone. And uh, we're excited to see what the Montreal Canadiens can, uh, what, what's the foundation going to look like at the end of this season? Because that's really what they're, what the goal is this year. Build the foundation and then next year they can start adding on to that foundation and get back to a place where they can become a legitimate contender for the one and only Stanley Cup. Uh, it's going to be an exciting season. Thanks so much for joining us. And come back next Tuesday for another excellent episode of The Press Zone right here on Rocket Sports Radio. Click subscribe to never miss an episode of The Press Zone on Rocket Sports Radio. Visit AHLReport.com for the latest news on hockey prospects.